This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hi, comic book readers, and welcome to another episode of Off the Rack, the live comic book show where we take books in the past week and recap and review them, tell you what thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should pick up. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of comics. I'm very excited to jump into it, but before we do, got to do a little bit of housekeeping, letting you know, of course, that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can use Super Chats, ask a question or comment, and we'll read it here on the show, and that sponsors the show and keeps corporate... Uh, entities out of the show so that we can talk freely about those kind of shows or about these comics and stuff uh that way also we can do reviews of other like comic related media like movies and tv and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh that's always fun of course don't forget to twitch check out twitch.tv slash comic pop and watch tiffany play video games usually tuesdays and wednesdays uh what are you playing right now uh i don't know yet mm. we just are playing the stanley parable uh, ultra deluxe i don't know if we're gonna do it again this week or jump into something new mm-hmm. i was thinking about replaying the first batman game arkham mm. asylum arkham asylum we've yeah. played all of the other ones on stream but i and i played that one myself yeah yeah but of it's, course it's been a minute yeah it's true it's true and uh it'd be nice to see if it holds up mm-hmm. uh we also want to mention that we did some sprucing up over on patreon.com slash comic pop so if you want to help out and support the channel in a more direct way you can always go to patreon.com slash comic pop and check out the rewards that we have there and uh, you also get a little uh, early access to stuff when we can afford to make that stuff early so go check that out mm-hmm. and uh, all links for everything that we do is in the description box below i should also mention of course that we cleaned up our facebook group uh quite a bit we've been inundated by bots uh, facebook is just getting more and more terrible uh by the second and uh not the group necessarily but certainly the outfit that is facebook mm-hmm. uh but it was like really bad so i went in and i put a bunch of like restrictions and uh you know roadblocks in place to kind of spruce it up and i think it's gonna become a lot better Excellent. you know and it was hard because i was like very close to deleting the entire group but i saw there were like 3200 people in there and i'm like eh, you know that's not their fault so uh you know if you want to check that out you, know, you can and you're less likely to see the worst things imaginable because that's what we were having a problem with by the way it's interesting you know someone would submit a like report uh when they saw a comment that they didn't like that was in contrast to their own personal opinion and that was like an i, I got a push notification on my phone but when there's like uh hardcore pornography posted as a gif <gasps> no report whatsoever no problems at all so that's classic facebook for you just the worst just the dregs so uh, i wouldn't recommend joining facebook at this point ever but i would recommend you join our discord uh which has a link in the description of course of this video mm-hmm. our patreon is a fun little community that you can join without actually having to pay anything uh, you can still participate in many ways uh in the comments of this video in the chats the live shows twitter uh, is better uh, at the real zoobs at sal says what mm-hmm. and uh, and and plenty more yeah uh, so uh let's talk let's talk about some comic books uh i read predator number one from ed brisson and kev, kev walker this was supposed to come out like years ago and uh then there was some like dispute as to who owned predator mm. and so they just shelved it until it was time was um, it years really yeah oh yeah yeah like during slash pre-pandemic mm-hmm. we're supposed to have this uh and uh, it doesn't show honestly it, it's it's just it's just a predator book like it is a little weird it is a little weird though there's a couple of things that happen in it that made me think of the movie oh yeah and i was like wait well why the, would you just do that well the opening of the book basically cements it within the context of the predator movies yeah so it says that predator one two predators and the predator all happened which i'm like i just ignored that one i was like why the hell would you do that just ignore that like why would you do that like you know when they make the alien books and Mm. when pre 
whatever the hell that awful Philip Kennedy Johnson alien book is. You know, like, even then, they're like, oh, Alien 3 didn't happen. But with this, they're like, oh, no, the alien resurrection of Predator, that definitely happened. Right, 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 right. Just terrible. <clears throat> Uh, that being said, this is pretty much divorced from everything. I meant like there are a couple of things that happen in this that make me think of the oh yeah movie. like what oh um, the most the, the latest one yes. yeah pray you mean yes well that's good because but like but like in a way where I was like wait a minute mm -hmm. it, like not necessarily this way like ripping somebody off but like it was just weird there were like there's like one very specific thing and then there's another like the mandible thing uh, yeah I was like. Oh, that's what? exactly what happened in, yeah. in Prey. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's set in the, like, it's set too recently, well, but I, still I, in the future. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not too recently because. I it, mean, it's like 2057 or something. Yeah, I don't know. In this world, we like. In this world, we like nailed interstellar we travel. Got it. Got it. No, it is a little soon. You're right. So but like, I'm going to guess they're trying to work within some other timeline that we're not aware of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, I guess it's kind of neat. Maybe there's some more to it. Mm -hmm. They also uh, took pains to not make any reference to the xenomorphs in any way, uh, to the point where we see on board his predator ship and we see a whole bunch of skulls, xenomorph skull, not there. Not there at all. So who knows? I mean, you know, Marvel is Marvel and they make really boneheaded decisions. So it could be that they're like, no, Alien and Predator are two separate franchises mm -hmm. and there will be no crossovers between them. Or they could be like, hey, no, like we want to bury the lead. Like when Alien and Predator crosses over, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, that could be. I'll be honest. Um, this is a fun book. Yeah. But for a lot of it, it felt like it would have been a better Alien pitch. Absolutely. Yeah, like, no. There was just some, like, something about it. Oh, that, the like fact that it's interstellar space travel and it's about that universe and like it was all it was the setup they on the planet they're like chronicling the the flora and fauna they're trying to figure out you know like just just discover the planet just in general mm -hmm. and i'm like i i get it predator's gonna show up that's fine that's the book i'm reading mm -hmm. but there's just something about like her hiding on the ship the yeah. design of the ship there's just a lot too that made me think more alien than it did predator yes there's also a lot in this book that made me think of two different properties you've written mm, yes Yes, I did get some Flight of the Binturong vibes uh, on when when they were on the ship specifically, where that, I was like, "Wow!" And there was like the, some Sestra vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we're not, not saying I'm not saying I don't think that, that, I don't I, think they actually I, took it at all, uh, like even remotely. No, I'm just saying like, Hee -hee -hee. yeah, exactly. You, you do a good book. Thank you. You're very <laughs> sweet. Uh, but yeah, Predator, it was fine. You know, it wasn't bad in any way. No. Uh, I liked Kev Walker's art. I thought it was fine. Again, it wasn't like swinging for the fences like a predator book from marvel should be it's mm -hmm. like if you wrench a property that is beloved by a small group of fans which is all you're going to attract with a predator comic book mm -hmm. from the publisher who made an r-rated predator book for so many years mm -hmm. you better have a damn good reason and even if you don't you better show that you have a damn good reason in the product you produce after the fact yeah, right? it yeah. better look awesome yeah I and mean, it better feel awesome oh sure 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 um it's just that like that that flashback stuff just made me think alien yeah more than it did predator and mm -hmm. like it's so funny to recognize like you know like we've all seen countless predator movies right and there's like kind of a formula to it right but like with a comic you definitely have to pace things differently like Absolutely. we can't have a slow build no the and there is die. one in this and it very much i'd say there isn't mm. because i mean the book's called predator yeah i mean even when you go to a movie you know the movie's called predator you know it's gonna show up exactly. right but like it takes a bit we work into it you know what I yeah mean? yeah like, yeah 
there's a bit of a build for some of these mm -hmm. but like for with this with a comic you don't have that time you don't have that luxury necessarily unless you're doing something that's like an original graphic novel where it's like you know you already got the full price because someone purchased the book as a whole as yeah. opposed to being worried about being canceled mm -hmm. as like you know like on issue three or whatever yeah this is one of six they're all yeah it's a mini series but even still um but i i was like ah oh, like they have they have to they have to do it i completely understand it mm -hmm. because it's like you got to get that action in you gotta yeah you know you gotta show a predator right you gotta show fighting you gotta show some action yes you know we, we gotta get into it yeah there's no time to be like oh it's this type of book and then the predator shows up yeah we can't do I, that i hope that marvel has enough like strength in their management and editorial that we'll see that in the hopefully inevitable Marvel Predator crossovers. Like <laughs> if we're going to get the Predator formula in that it's a action movie that is then interrupted halfway through by a Predator character, then I would hope it's like Punisher versus Predator or mm -hmm. Wolverine versus Predator. Mm -hmm. And that's when we get like, it's Wolverine and he's patched and he goes to Madripoor and he's going to do this. And then the Predator shows yeah. up or he's like, I'm smelling something I've never smelled before, you know? And then we bet the Predator thing and it just ends up in the Savage Land and he's like practically naked. And he's like, oh, I got to kill this thing. And like that would be, that would be what I expected. Dropping a the Predator into the Savage Land is like dropping a kid into a candy store. It's like literally that. You could, you could get away with saying <laughs> that the Predators have been coming to earth forever but they've only been going to the savage land and that's yeah. how you explain that we've never seen them in the marvel universe before yeah uh but you know this book was fine it was it just it doesn't necessarily it, it justifies it it's, its existence in as much as it is a decently made comic book that is well written and it has fine art mm -hmm. uh again it doesn't i don't think uh prove itself against the decades of previously established predator books which are hit or miss there are some Predator books that I've read from Dark Horse that were not great. That's fair. And this is better than those. Sure. I mean, I think we have to see where it goes as the first issue. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know, you know, there's a like a, a girl against the Predator, which yep. I'm sure in the books we've, we've seen stuff like that. Yeah, before. we've seen it before. Um, but like, but like but it, made, is... it made me think of Prey, the mandible thing. It made me think of Prey. Yeah. The fact that the Predator seemingly are becoming the hunted. Yes. Made me think of Prey. Right. It's just it's just so funny that these two things are coming out, even though they were developed completely separately separate, i guess two separate entities yeah i'm like that's so interesting right um but yeah i enjoyed it and uh i thought the art was nice i was i wasn't expecting to dig it as much considering it wasn't quite what i was imagining for a predator book but no. like i i it was like for me a weird blend of like hey that's cool looking predator and look at all this dope action and also sort of chris bocciolo in a way yeah like early bocciolo yeah yeah um, no it, it, i had some fun vibes i dug walker's art i was like this is this is what I would hope for from something like, I want to say Lemire's Sentient. Remember that weird, I think it was a TKO book. It was that, you didn't read it, but I, uh, but you, I thought you might've remembered that it was like promoted because they sent us a whole bunch of them. But like, I, there was that one about like the ship. It's literally about a yes. ship that protects a little girl. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, uh-oh. But if you did a book, like Kev Walker could draw a really good Flight of the Binturong sequel. Yes. And that's why I was like, oh, this works. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Holy right? crap. Yeah, no. And I think Walker would do a good job on an alien book, too. Like, yes. this, this works. Yes. You know, the Predator's fine. And, and the idea of her using, and I like the like the sentient life she runs into, and them being the hunted. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. You know, it, it was fine. It wasn't 
wasn't like, oh my god, it wasn't like Prey, where I'm like, this is a reinvention, not even a reinvention, but, but got, like you fixed it. But the difference there is that you got to see the entire story. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen the entire story yet. That's true. Six issues, who knows? Maybe yeah. it's like really, really cool. Mm -hmm. But it's not bad. This is not on a bad premise. It's no. not, or at least it's not like it's got one foot in the swamp. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay with this. But yeah, so Predator One debuted, uh, and it's fine. Yeah, you know that's overwhelmingly fine. Agreed. All right. Uh, uh, I I read this while you prep for your next book. I'm only going to talk about it briefly, but uh, I read this under a uh, misunderstanding of uh, who was working on it. So I was just like, oh yeah, I'll read this. Uh, that would be, of course, uh, Dark Crisis, Worlds Without a Justice League, Green Lantern, number one. These titles are very long. I also like, also featuring Hawk Girl. Yeah, I didn't read it. I just, I love that at the bottom. Yeah, I, well, because it's very old school. Except it's not in a bubble. Yeah. It's well, not in a bubble jauntily placed on the side of the well, comic. That's because back then, if they did that, it would be because Hawkgirl appears in the book as opposed to it being like, no, we don't we don't trust a Hawkgirl book. Yeah. So we're just going to put her story in the backups of Green Lantern. Not unlike uh, Justice League Dark, mm -hmm. for example, which you would just cram at the end of a Justice League book. That's fair. But uh, this was uh, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Jeremy Adams, and it just explains the universe of Sector yeah. John Stewart, which is... They, he didn't even bother. Okay. That's not even, it didn't come up. Sure. But uh, basically, John Stewart is the guardian of this reality. And so there are no guardians. And John Stewart's kind of like the end all be all. And he creates the Green Lantern Corps. And mm -hmm. that uh, he resurrects his dead uh, sister and uh, basically takes the power battery and puts it into her to allow her to survive. And they're under threat of. Uh, what is essentially like a kind of monster slash Omega, like dark side, new gods, uh, whatever, um, uh, pariah's dark army kind of manifestation. That's trying to like enter. I don't uh -huh. know. It's, it, it's, it's a fun little space book. And, uh, but it does like give you some John Stewart, like, Hey, good for him. Right. He's right, a big right. deal. And here's, here are the things you understand about John Stewart and watch him be powerful and save the day. And he's like, you know, the main, does it impetus behind this universe have they let go of like what john felt like you know oh that's his... gone okay. no no no, no insecurities no yellow uh okay. no 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 deaths it's just okay all he wants is to be retired from having been the guardian of this reality and like being the the lone survivor like it's basically as long like as he doesn't say in this because he's technically a space cop i'm mm -hmm. like two weeks away from retirement no he does not say that he had already he, been retired he'll be okay but they they pulled him out of retirement to save the day which he does and it, it's fine you know i know there's another one i'm probably not gonna read any more of it but like it's it was well executed okay. and the art was cool uh jeremy adams did a nice job with the art uh it, it was just like a fun I that, good looking i think the cover the cover is gorgeous I who did the cover but like oof. yeah that would be fernando blanco but it's uh great yeah no the the uh i'm sorry it was written it was co-written by philip Kenny johnson and jeremy adams i'm guessing jeremy, jeremy adams did the hawk girl book but uh yes, jackson herbert did the art i apologize that was my mistake no you're not no 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 blanco did the art on the inside of that one and then Oh. Uh, Herbert did the one for Hawkgirl. Okay. You know what I'm doing? I'm looking at this thing, and this says that Jeremy Adams is a writer. Well, she is. He's a writer on the Hawkgirl one. Right. But I'm just, yeah. So, But I said he was the artist because he was oh, the next one. Oh, no. I think Fernando Blanco did it. I think you might be right. And I think he also might have done the cover. Yeah. Well, the cover's gorgeous. It's very but, different from the interiors, but the interior is still awesome. Oh, cool. Well, what, what I like about it is very dynamic. Like, I it, agree. It is a beautifully dynamic cover that, mm -hmm. like, it, it, it just... I don't know. It, it, it gives me vibes of like underwater or like something like that. Maybe it's not. I think it's well, like it's, it's it's space. No, it's yeah. just, but it's, you know, space and underwater are like two sides yeah, of the same coin. Yes. 
if you want to like depict space shoot your thing underwater like you know yeah. just it's cool it was it was a fine issue but uh you know whatever that's dope <laughs> Just, it didn't really help to like give me more context for Dark uh, Crisis, but it was, you know, yeah, fun story. If you miss the uh, the 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 Jeff Thorne, John Stewart stuff, mm-hmm. then here's another little like insight into John Stewart. Like since they ended that book, yes. So here's okay. more. Uh, really quick, I just want to jump into some super chats while you prep your next book. That's that's fine. But uh, Brian Rollins, I can extra prep. Great. Says a little extra for Comic Pop as an early birthday present for myself. Well, happy birthday, Brian! Happy Thanks birthday. for being here, man. Happy early birthday. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man wasn't bad this week, but Giant Size Gwen Stacy was the best Spider-Man book I've read in a while. Comic Pop rocks. Uh, you know, I thought about reading it and I just didn't. I saw it and like the I got to tell you the ten dollar price tag. I was like, eh, I wonder if Sal's gonna grab that. Yeah, or not. But I then I grabbed what it was because it was really like the find like the finishing of a story and a reprint of two of the issues that were part of that. Uh, so I was like, okay, you're getting a lot yeah. for your, for your, your dollar. There. Right. Uh, Dan V 900 says, I watched the Superman versus Terminator episode of back issues, which is a fun, stupid, weird episode that we did for no good reason. Uh, there was a pitch to have Batman versus Terminator by Tom King in the same vein uh, with a uh, matrix Supergirl having fire wings, Tom King and Supergirl with fire wings. Coincidence. I think not. Where are your royalties? I know what you mean, man. So uh, no, I, I would never expect uh, an idea that I put out freely into the world to be credited to me. The only one that you can get is if they ever do a Predator on a pirate ship. Yes. And Tom King writes. If it. Tom King or any Tom King related people, Tom's just gonna be like, I had this great idea. Yeah, Predator on a pirate ship. I just wanted to tell you it was stupid because then you would like reject it, like Morty being interested in writing a heist movie. <laughs> uh, Jaron Smith says, "Hey, Sal and Tiffany, how are you? Uh, like in Dark Crisis, I hope everything got resolved for Emerald City. Uh, actually, it's gotten worse for Emerald City, so we'll see what happens. But." Uh, uh, as far as Dark Crisis goes, I'm digging it, but I am uh, sorely missing a protagonist for that story. And uh, you think it's a bridge too far. Um, it's asking a lot of its audience. I, I I am not invested in it so much. I am definitely reading it. And I am hopeful that by the end, it does a heel turn for me and like becomes something that like I'm rooting for. But that said, I am happy for those who like it because a lot of people have event fatigue. So to find an event that you're like on board for is an exciting time. For yeah. people who are digging it so like that's great but for those of us who aren't a big fan of it i'm just kind of like okay right it'll be over that's true uh as opposed uh, in regards to cons uh tiffany and i will be at uh, zap con with two p's that's zap p z-a-p-p fam.com sorry uh on September 10th, uh, we're going to have a panel at 11.35 uh, a.m. And we're going to have a booth with some merch. Hopefully, we'll see you there in Wayne, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we'll be at New York Comic Con, of course, as per usual. New York yes. Comic Con is our main uh, convention. And we'll do a meetup. And it'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll see you there. Yeah. Uh, the Derpiest of Derps. If you can track it down, some streams of the Ultimate Alliance games would be neat. They're fun in retrospect with a past... The Marvel post ultimate pre Disney. I those games. I love those games. You did indeed. I freaking love those games. I played the most recent one, and I was honestly a little disappointed by it. It wasn't as good as it the last. It didn't have. Two. It did not have the same feel. It just. It was felt like it was preying on my my nostalgia, and that just wasn't enough. No, uh, Gerk Pectus. Uh, <laughs> great thing about jet lag. I finally get to watch you guys live every other time <laughs> I send super chats while waiting for customers. Now I finish work early. Well, there you go, man. Yay! Welcome back. Yes. Uh, Max M, uh, first live I'm watching from college. I moved in last <gasps> Wednesday. It's been an adjustment to say the least. Thanks oh for gosh. giving me a taste of home. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations on the big move in. Enjoy your time. There, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, make mistakes, but not huge ones. And, uh, yeah. you make, know, make small mistakes that require like learning and correction. Exactly. Exactly. And but don't take failure as anything else, but an opportunity to learn. Yeah. But enjoy and learn as much as you can. Yeah. 
Uh, Ray Farr, comic pop. Woo! I went to my gatekeeping LCS, and the worker there was literally the Simpsons comic book guy. Nice haircut, Sal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Tiffany did a nice job, <laughs> as she always does. Uh, she just trimmed it after my uh, incessant nagging, where I was like, this needs to go. I was like, you're right, it does. So she went bare, and she got rid of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I don't care for the, the comic book guy, comic book store owners, and I've known quite a few of them. Um, but uh, yeah, I would just move on. I would just leave that store or find another one. But or... it, not everybody has access to a lot of. Well, that's true. That's like, why you store. Yeah, that's why you start going online. You mm-hmm. you buy from like uh, in stock trades or uh, you know. Or sometimes if you get an opportunity, like if you like find out what days, sometimes they have other employees. Mm, yeah, you, you can avoid that guy. Yeah. Uh, he also mentions. Uh, also, I laugh every time the absolutely Marvel and DC channel is sponsored by G Fuel. Sal only drinks Coke Zero water. What's that? Coke Zero is is, <laughs> is a, so 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 good. Yeah, man, I don't drink uh, much of that, but I do. I have had it, and I can say that G Fuel was not like gross and didn't make me feel like it. I had heart palpitations, so like you know, I have no problem letting them uh, sponsor it. Yeah. Uh, potassium to the heart uh hello caught my attention on green lantern i'll now pick it up an arc uh still obsessed with last week's back issues looking forward to road tripping to zapcon next month keep the lights on well hopefully we'll see you there man well i mean we'll, we'll see you there because it's one yeah. big building do, just don't forget it is a tiny con it's a very tiny it's con a, it's like it is a basement style old school comic convention it's yes. not really convention it's just it like is a, there to get comic books and yes. to uh so, get like amateur art drawn if you yes. want it and, and that's and, and that's, to meet us yeah that's it but like so like you don't have to come from far and wide. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Uh, we won't Dan, be insulted. Dan V900 says, speaking of Tom Taylor, issue eight of Dark Knights of Steel isn't solicited. Seven came out over two months ago. Tales of the Three Kingdoms comes out next month. It didn't seem like a human target situation. No, I'm guessing that Tom Taylor is probably like producing stuff and he's just busy. Like a lot of the, a lot of the premier comic book writers that you see who do like side projects are usually, uh, or, or if they're doing independent projects, they're also typically like knee deep in some kind of, streaming production for some adaptation of something they worked on and like my guess is he's like i don't think tom taylor pissed off anybody at dc and i don't think that there's an issue i think it's either tom taylor's probably negotiating more money from dc because he deserves it because he's like keeping the damn place afloat mm-hmm. or he's working on some kind of like streaming service like <laughs> you know trying to produce some tv show that would be my guess uh, but it's not because the book is not selling and it's certainly not because the book is uh poorly reviewed mm. and memento mori says uh loving the current moon night run hope to someday see it on back issues ultimate alliance is what introduced me to the character nice, nice. yeah that's that's actually a lot of people like that game is an introduction to a lot of people like to the yes. marvel universe yes hey speaking of moon knight uh what do you think well first i was gonna say i don't know if you said this earlier or not but don't forget if you haven't had an opportunity you should like and subscribe to this channel that's true <laughs> yeah if you want to help us out and you don't have any ca- scratch to do so the best way to do it is to like this video right now and uh subscribe so that you get notifications click that bell so that you know when we go live and then you can join us here on the live show and then not just watch it after the fact and go like man that could have been my name up there i could i could have asked a fun question or made a comment and then they could have commented on it for a few minutes before moving on to the next thing that's right like moon knight number 14 which came out actually like two weeks ago yeah i promised i would do it you did um so it's written by jen mckay with art by alessandro capuccio this is a like Oh, how did I how did I phrase it in my mind while I was reading it? This is a very quiet issue mm. that has a lot to say. Okay, you know what I mean. Like I do. It, it's it's there's like two settings that are really one setting. You know, there's a fight between those new characters that Jed McKay created and Moon Knight, <laughs> but that really doesn't matter. That's not the main event. Yeah, like, that's happening, but simultaneously while that's occurring, um, Mark is having a conversation um, with Stephen and Jake. Yes, in his head. Okay. Um, all have their own location. All have their own like look. Not Moon Knight. They're just themselves. Yes. Right. And he's dressed as like Mr. Knight. 
Um, and really what this conversation is about is, is like Mark not addressing as of late or as of recently his dissociative identity disorder mm. um and how he, like for mark he's like it's a problem i need to stay in control because remember he like steven came out when he was going to kill um zodiac yes. in front of reese and like how like jake's like hey, it would have been fine if you'd killed him but like you can't do it in front of her right like, that's not okay and steven's like we really shouldn't be doing any of this right <laughs> um but that it comes out that like oh they had made a deal that like really mark would take control um and and so they really you know they just get into it um in terms of like mark not addressing um what he really is and like that reese is really a um like um allegory or yeah i guess allegory is correct yeah um for him because like she has you know this vampirism now and like she accepts it and she's not trying to like you know hide it or control it or whatever she's like this is what i am and i have to deal with it mm -hmm. and that like he needs to do the same thing right um so i guess we're gonna see him addressing that going forward that the fact that he has this therapist like the therapist never asks about the other personalities just asks mark about himself so like they really try to pin it on him and i'm like that also just kind of sounds like maybe she's not the best therapist <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but hey listen i am not a therapist and i don't have <laughs> did so i can't really speak to that for sure um but i just feel like a, a well-rounded therapist would be you know making sure to check in on all things and not just dealing with just the main one mm -hmm. um but I, again i don't really know uh it was, it was a good issue um i i liked it i honestly wish there was a little more depth mm. to it you know what i mean like it's there um but like i i guess it felt a little too wrapped up quickly okay um and that doesn't mean like they solved it and they're like gonna move on and everything will be like totally fine from here on out i'm sure they're gonna have like missteps and such i just wish there was a little bit more to it like it was a good issue um and i appreciated like the breather i think that's kind of nice it's also like setting up not necessarily a new status quo but like a new mental space for moon knight going forward and we'll see how his relationships weather the storms of this um you know he has like one of those like sort of like batman moments because we've seen him have those occasionally, and like mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to call it that. It's just, yeah, but that's what you. It's very much a reference point for a lot of people. Um, where he like has that moment where he's like, "Oh my gosh, no!" Like I, well, I have to do this on my own, and they're like, you know, like you're not, like you're like that's only one third of you that you need to, you need all of you to fight them. Like that's why you can't win this fight. Mm -hmm. And of course, he comes to the realization that he's like, I need to, you know, like rely on I guess my other personalities and the people around me. Okay for help oh, that's and i'm nice. like yeah that, that's very like we've seen batman wax and wane in terms of like having the bat family relying on them needing to rely on himself that kind of thing yes. it felt a little like that okay um i did i appreciate very much the um acknowledgement of his did and i'm glad that that came to the forefront but like i said i just wish there was a little more meat to it yeah uh, but i get it we're also reading a moon knight book and a lot of people do want to see moon knight like, moon knight punching people right so i totally totally get like having both of those you know simultaneously totally running it's just you know you can't have as much like as i'm like ooh, i want like something like chewy to, to bite upon yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> but it's a good book and this, this is uh, this uh run mm -hmm. i want to say series but this run continues to be um quite good good so if you're looking for something for moon knight we're 14 issues in i would definitely start from the beginning yeah um to kind of get an understanding of where mark is right now in his journey uh but it, you're, you will be rewarded <laughs> what I'm just thinking of uh, your patience will be rewarded. Oh. <laughs> uh, Memento Mori, loving the current Moon Knight run. He said that already. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Girk Pectus says, I love giant size Gwen Stacy on paper. It should suck, but Christos Gage never misses, almost never misses. Great seeing X-Men versus Green Goblin. Yeah, that would be really cool. I'd like to check that out. Uh, and Christos Gage is great. 
Uh, Gravish just is uh, just spending, uh, spreading some good cheer, feeling good, and hope you guys are doing good too. I'm glad I got the Predator DH uh, Dark Horse Omni a while back because they're not on Comicsology anymore. Bleh. Keeping, uh, keep being cool. Well, you too, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, that's a that's one of those things where it's like, oh, I noticed that like, you know, Dark Horse lost the Alien and Predator license. So I picked up all the DC Dark Horse crossovers because I was like, these are going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so grabbed those and took care of it. And you know, I was right. <laughs> uh, Ray Far, I've been sick with COVID. Sorry to hear that, oh. man. Hopefully, it's uneventful. Your recovery and it just moves on and uh, gets out of your system. Been catching up on some games in quarantine. Was wondering if Tiffany played Cyberpunk. Honestly, I love the game on PS5. You know, that's a good question because I didn't because when it came out, I didn't have a PS5 and I heard the PS4 version really wasn't worth playing. And mm-hmm. at the time, I didn't have a PC that would um, run it. So right. I was like, well, not going to play it. Also, you know, I knew there was like issues with at least the PS4 version of it. So I was like, nah, forget it. But you know what? Maybe we should do that. Yeah, that would be fun. And Bob Gukian, uh, my graphic novel collection is starting to look like a to watch list of back issues. She-Hulk is going to be hilarious. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that show. We didn't shoot a She-Hulk episode, but we are working towards a GBU starring uh, the Emerald, uh, you know, giant herself mm. so i'm excited about that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. i may or may not be on that who knows uh i read punisher number five of course because i am really enjoying this jason aaron series the art by paul as as Seta. uh this of course is the new status quo for punisher which is he's uh he's a he's a disciple of the beast he's been enrolled by the hand uh he his family has been or at least his wife maria has been resurrected as a method of uh, recruiting him mm-hmm. uh there's been a, a an ongoing godfather-esque uh, dual plot line going on that kind of retcons uh frank's humble beginnings uh, uh aaron remembers and knows punisher born and is like yeah punisher born mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's also an earlier period when Frank became like a murderer and when he got like messed up, like Frank's never been normal. And uh, so we're seeing a lot of insight into like how Frank met Maria. And, you know, this one introduces a friend of his who uh, is really just a a victim that like, you know, associated or like, you know, projected onto him um, and helped him, uh, you know, set things up with Maria, got him into hockey, and uh, it's just it's just overall the series is amazing it, it's not i mean it's not like amazing but it is great like it's like a solid punisher book yeah especially in light of like all the controversy that started out and quickly evaporated like i haven't heard any complaints or arguments about the series right after it launched especially yeah. the first issue was like oh this book looks and is awesome what the hell and it's great. So just uh, pick up the last uh, four issues. Pick up Punisher number five. This is a really fun series. Uh, in this one, you know, uh, a couple of hand ninjas like screwed up and didn't die and Frank helped them out. And so like the old woman who's in charge of uh, the hand, she slaughtered their families and turned them into like disciples of the Punisher. Cause like, oh, they need to be his, he, they need to be his disciples and his like, they need to follow his example. So I need to murder all of their families in order to like make them into better weapons. And so they have like his new hand logo on them. And that's like an elite squad. And he's like, you did that. And then he just cuts her, like with a sword and then she turns into this crazy monster and he thinks he murders it. And he grabs Marie and he just runs into the woods. But once he crosses the threshold, she starts to die mm-hmm. and it's like, duh, but Frank wouldn't think of that. Yeah. You know, the idea that like, yeah, no, I didn't just bring your wife back using dark evil magic so that you could leave. Yeah. That's not how this works. No. Sorry, and so they're man. like, so he comes back and you know, they, they use medicines to like bring her back to life or to 
reinfuse her with life. It's mm-hmm. a, it is just a really messy, gross kind of status quo for Punisher, which I really enjoy. But there, you know, the the hand is at war with Ares and his disciples, and of course, in the previous issue, we established that Ares is like I love Frank the Castle. He is my greatest disciple because he's a never-ending war. Yeah, and uh, and and Ares is like I'm going to prove like that Frank is my guy. You know, right. you stupid ninja people. And so what, uh, you know, Frank goes to uh, take the battle to Ares, mm-hmm. the god of war. Yeah. And uh, so just I don't want to spoil it, but I will because it's just so cool and it's worth buying. But like there's just this go- gorgeous last page reveal where, uh, you know, Punisher goes to deal with Ares and Ares is like, I'm going to prove that you are my guy. And yeah. you see that Ares is wearing the old Punisher logo. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like oh my god this is really cool this is just so unabashedly fun and like joyful even though it's like a misery fest but it's not like in that kind of misery fest like a garth ennis book like this is actually just it's giving you a compelling story so you should read this book it's great um we have a couple of super chats and i wanted to get into really quick before we move on cat lawyer for defend for treats i hope i don't seem like a spoiled fan but any chance of seeing ron v on elseworlds uh i've been a huge fan of his work since he wrote these savage shores and graffiti wall super happy to see him at dc i don't know him personally and i don't like i no. I, I i like his work but i'm not like a ron v fan mm-hmm. you know, i'm not like one of those people who's like i need to talk to ron v i don't know what i would ask him like i, don't, I need a i need a personal kind of like river that leads to rom v's shores you know like i, I that, that would make me need to talk to him like chip zadarsky and stuff like that like I, i've read their work and i'm like i gotta talk to this guy right now yeah you know and it's and and also they're pretty busy people mm-hmm. um but uh you know maybe tiffany will talk to him i don't know i'm not a big i'm not a good interview person you are a good interview person there's a great sounds, daniel warren johnson interview sounds that a you better did. interview person i think we all know that I, you just, it's a skill mm-hmm. it's a skill and I, and I think you have a better skill level you're very kind i have no idea what i would say i feel i i just i'm imagining it and i know i would fuck it up but uh <laughs> but yeah um, no that's the only reason it's just because i don't know him personally and i don't have like great um i, I don't have a good like avenue mm. um but it's you know there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. hey, and, and one day maybe there will be. Uh, young Goku over nine thousand. So Axe is Fuego, Super Fuego. Makes you wonder what could happen when a car- when a creator brings past concepts together with present ones and works with other writers. You know, super fun read so far. Yeah, man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Karen Gillen. Gillen gets Marvel events, gets the universe he's playing in, and the and, and the universes that he's working with. He's he's just he's a writer. Not like, not hard just, to believe. He's a really good writer. You like, want to talk about acts now, or you want to wait? I think we should wait. All right. Uh, yeah. What else you got? Because like I have something that like I know not a lot of folk are gonna care about. I didn't. I don't even know if a lot of you read this. Maybe you'll let me know. Um, Ghost Rider: Vengeance Forever mm-hmm. came out. Yes, I I only read one thing about it. Like fifty years of Ghost Rider. Yeah. What did you read about it? I read that it sucked. From who? Uh, somebody on Reddit. Oh. And somebody's just like, what a waste of money. Um, I mean, it was it was five dollars, but you get a go off for it. Uh, it's Ben Percy writing it with uh, Juan Jose Rip on uh, art. And uh, first of all, out of the gate, the the credits page is like a bit of an homage to. Oh, Tex that's just Sierra. the cover. Yeah, that's the glow in the dark cover. That's um, awesome. But like redone, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that's the same. One. You think it's the same? One? I think uh, immediately my brain was like just yep, filled it in. Has to be. Yep. And you know why? Because he's got credit. Be- yep because he has a credit uh you're right i didn't even see it down there but yeah texas there and he has to be like like he's synonymous with ghostwriter yeah, history mark, mark texier is is just like yeah you've seen his work yeah <laughs> you know his work and he's just a fun guy he's just such a fun guy yeah um 
so like you know is this like my favorite ghost rider story no <laughs> um is this like supposed to be like seemingly like this anniversary yeah issue, right so it's a celebrate ghost rider yeah well you're like it doesn't you know what it feels like no. it feels like ben percy was like guys <laughs> ghost rider's like turning 50 maybe we should do something and right. they're like, i don't care we'll do whatever right that feels like marvel to so, a like, t what what he does here is like it's like I, I don't know. There's something sort of fun ab about it. Like there's something interesting about the concept that we're doing, but really at the core of it, what are we, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. We're going to go through like a little mini history about like, the different ghost riders. Yeah. We're going to, you know, do some stuff from the past. We're going to do, um, you know, we're going to touch on Johnny. We're going to touch on Danny. We're going to touch on Robbie. We're going to touch on 2099. Okay. We're going to see Cosmic Ghost Rider. We're not going to really talk about him. But we'll, physically, <laughs> we'll look at him. We'll look at, look, there he is. Okay, cool. Anyway, moving on. Good. Um, and so, like, it's it's less about the actual um, history lesson and more the thing that I thought was clever was how they put it together. Okay. That, like, Johnny is, listen, Johnny, what, what do we know about Johnny? Johnny rides motorcycles. Johnny becomes a skeleton man. Yep, huh? And yeah. he, that skeleton's on fire. And Johnny's been through a lot, right? Right. So Johnny um, basically is riding down a highway as you do when you're a ghost rider. Hey, I'm a ghost rider on a motorcycle. Where should I be? Oh, you should be riding down a highway somewhere <laughs> in America with like very little going on around you, right? Mm -hmm. And he's looking for a tattoo artist, right? Because yeah. he's like, I don't know if you can imagine this, but since I'm a biker, you would picture me having tattoos and i don't right but like i assume they're gonna be melted off of him every time he like fires up well he's going to find this tattoo artist but it's a very specific tattoo oh, it's like God. a magic tattoo uh -huh. artist who's gonna like show him what he needs to know like the tattoos will tell a story and that's how it's all couched it's johnny getting all these like tattoos and the tattoos are magical and it's like telling the history of ghost rider and the spirit of vengeance oh also vengeance is in it too i'm sorry i forgot <gasps> oh no mention. way vengeance is in it as well and it goes through like different time periods in it's, ghost like, rider it's, like set during spirits of vengeance set during midnight suns set during 2099 set during marvel now you know what I mean? okay like, you, you see that and so like Really what Ben Percy is doing is almost trying to be like, hey, listen, if you like <laughs> Ghost Rider and any of these speak to you, right. go back. Yeah. You can find you can find these time periods where these like little mini vignettes are happening, like mm -hmm. these couple pages or couple panels, and you can go pick up some Ghost Rider. And so for people who are like, Mm, Ghost Rider. Does this really progress Ghost Rider's journey? Yeah, probably not. No. Um, yeah. It's just a it's just a promo for it is ghost a rider a promo, but it does also like go like hey here's some of the history of ghost rider okay right it doesn't necessarily highlight too much about them and their origins it just kind of gives you a sample of them i will say danny catch was very very competent in this which made me feel pretty betrayed yeah because that's <laughs> not what he is no he's, he's gotten he's better over time he has gotten better over time um but i <laughs> But you get like a little like, oh, okay, cool. Like this is, you know, like, oh, this is the look of this Ghost Rider. And it also kind of helps with that too. Yeah, no, like, to establish like which Ghost Rider you're freaking looking at. Yeah. The kind, I mean, they're, they're, they're leather bound skulls on fire who yeah. ride motorcycles. How do you I, keep them straight? I do wish it was a little more celebratory of the character. Um, but I understand that I'm going, I don't know this for sure, but I'm just, I'm going to guess based on the fact that I didn't see a whole lot of promo for this, that there wasn't a whole lot of like power behind it. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just something that was done because they wanted to do it. Um, but like it is only five dollars and I think it's 40 pages. OK, or maybe it's 30 pages. Oh, yeah, I have it right here. I can. Yeah, it's 32 pages. Oh, um, it's 32 pages, but it's all like that's 32 pages of just book. OK, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
you know, I'm sure if you pick it up, there's going to be ads in it, but I got it on Comixology, so right. there weren't, weren't any ads. Um, but it was $5. So you get quite a bit of it. Um, and like, yeah, like I said, the, the tattoo thing's kind of fun. Okay. Like it, it's kind of fun. It's kind of neat. You know, you, you, they, they do some stuff in the past. That I was th- There's only one thing I really question, by the way, the, what was it? 1 million BC, 10 million BC, whatever. Oh yeah. 1 million BC. Not yeah. in it. Oh, the, the mammoth riding one. Yeah. Good. In, instead there's like a bear or a saber tooth cat. Like a person who rides a bear. Um, that's what you would have thought. But when I really thought more about it, like, it, it it's just a bear oh of some kind okay because like when when the the machine and or animal you're riding mm-hmm. is mounted by a spirit of vengeance yeah the entire thing becomes the vehicle of yes. the ghost rider so if you're a, an animal you become a full skeleton this thing is not a full skeleton so i must must assume that mephisto has made a deal with a bear with a bear um or whatever like you know creature this is yeah from this time period (laughs) right Um, which like delights me yeah in my own way it's silly and dumb but like i love the idea of mephisto going yeah like okay you're the most evil bear i've ever encountered we get mephisto in this he doesn't really show up show up but like we do get him in here we don't talk about johnny being the king of hell necessarily like we don't cover every iota of the ghost rider mythos this is very much feels to me like a hey have you been interested about Ghost Rider? Check this out. Maybe something here will draw you in. And like yeah. I said, you'll go and find those books. Like right. maybe you're like, hey, this Danny Catch guy seems interesting. I want to go check him out. Or yeah. like this Robbie guy, like I like the fact that he has a car. I'm right. going to go read his. Like, oh, it's during Marvel now. I know where to start. Yeah. Or I know where to look. Vengeance has here. tusks. I want his stuff. What's that all about? Yeah. And he rides with Blade and Morbius. Oh. In this. Okay. I, admittedly, this little vignette they tell with like Dracula with a train, like a blood train <sighs> where it's like got all these people in it. Oh, it's I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it very much gives you a temperature on a lot of these guys. <laughs> um, okay. But you know, the fact that like, what have we always said about ghost rider? Mm-hmm. That is a cool image. He's right? a cool tattoo. He's a cool. That's what I'm saying. And so what, like, I don't know. There was, there was a little bit of poetry here. Yeah. The, the ghost Rider's getting his own tattoo. And it's like, it'd be great if the tattoo he gets, he's like, Oh, it's hard to tell. And then he gets like a skull. that's on fire. Well, like, that's cool. That's cool. No, he gets um like on his face. They put like a little, like they do like one of those face tattoos on the side, on the half where it's like part of it's a skull. And like, you see certain ghost riders on his chest and on the back, like, there is like Mephisto and Lilith and chains and like the tattoo artist is talking about how like, you know, he and like, you know, Danny are brothers and that like, you know, like the chains that bind them. And I'm like, it's, it's very ghost ridery in its own little way. Um, but it definitely lacks some of that like hardcore stuff that some people might be looking for. So I can understand why some folk were thinking like, this is going to be a celebration of like one of the ghost riders yeah. as opposed to just being All a, of them. A, a little sampler. Yeah. So check it out. If you want, I read it. It was fun. I guess. Cool. <laughs> well, good for Ghost Rider. Getting yeah. a, someone giving a crap about him enough to do something with him. That's what it felt like. <laughs> uh, Joshua Lynx says, three of my favorite ongoing series right now are Punisher, Ghost Rider, and Venom. What decade is this? Yeah, well, you know, the people from that decade are now in their 40s and making comic books. So, yeah. Is there an ongoing Ghost Rider series? Yes, there is. And, okay. and it's quite good. Oh, good. But this doesn't, like... It's not connected. I mean, I think it might be because... But, like, not... You don't have to have read that to appreciate this book. And this right. book felt more like... Not necessarily an annual, mm-hmm. but you know, like annuals often oh, yeah. try to bring people in. Yeah, they're not. They're they're promote they're promotions. It has for the that book vibe there. to it, where it's just like, hey, folk, check this out. This should be a big deal. It's fifty years. Ghost Rider's been around. Like, yeah, the ongoing book's quite good. Good. So, all right, cool. 
uh, Valiant Shadow Productions, Justice for Danny. Still mad about what they did to him in the last great Ghost Rider run. I really wish they wouldn't. They would just let him be the focus. Again. I listen. I I love Danny in my own way, and I totally get where you're coming from. But I and I do agree that like I I'm not a hundred percent on board for what they did to him in that book. Yeah, like. It's just right, very like, strange. Uh, it's just, it, it, very strange, and I and I am wondering if they're ever going to address it, or if they're just going to do that thing where they're just, they're like, just they conveniently it. forget they it, ignore it, and just move on. That's what they do if to, they put Danny back into something. Yeah, to Ghost Riders, that's what they do. There was a period in the nineties. There were like there were Vengeance. Johnny was not a Ghost Rider, but he had a thick mane of hair that yeah, he kept in he a ponytail. Was just Blaze. Yeah, Blaze and uh, Danny, and like so, it's like there's a precedent to have a. a bunch of ghost riders right but he wasn't really but he had the shotgun that had the hellfire, yes, the hellfire shotgun yeah. like yeah that'd be the way to go i think that's the way to bring it back <laughs> to bring to bring danny back yeah it's just to make johnny blaze and just move on oh you're gonna you're gonna demote johnny yeah are you kidding me <laughs> johnny well, had his son lot... like his moment in the sun everyone always talks about it, he's their favorite and i'm like why yeah no it's... he's got a spawn origin like right. and when i say spawn i mean like spawn has his origin but you know what i mean you like it's it just i think it's because johnny for a while had a less convoluted that's exactly what it is story, no that's why like, it's just easier Danny to sell had the better look but so that's Johnny why had the better bite well that's why they stole danny's look it's just and it's just, just an amalgam but like over time obviously they've added so, so much, much to both of their origins mm-hmm. like i feel like they do kind of need to clean it up they do need to clean bit. it up yeah uh Aliena adkins uh seen paper girls liked it time to get the graphic novel dude yes absolutely please like go grab that um because i think you're gonna appreciate the like the vibe and the um spirit of the show in the not in the graphic novel but you're gonna get like some differences here and there so you're not gonna get exactly the same content which is nice but you're gonna still feel like that connection 100 mm-hmm. percent uh metalcore 452 uh so the one piece manga outsold batman entirely have you guys ever thought about giving it a shot i believe it's the greatest comic of all time uh, <laughs> so obviously listen there's a really big difference between the manga like, and western manga, comics yeah the manga market and the western comic market yeah. so it's like it's really not a huge thing to say like oh my gosh a manga outsold a western comic it's just it's a medium that is celebrated um in the east as well as in the west yeah it's just you, there's a much like there's a large audience for it um but um in terms of us covering it or talking about it um we we've gotten pretty gun shy about that considering how um other channels that have come out to talk about manga um have Absolutely. gotten some some copyright strikes and some you know takedowns for that um so it's one of those things that we're just not necessarily willing to risk on like shutting something down just to do it japanese culture encourages manga consumption western culture has embraced manga as well western comics could use the hand manga doesn't need our help Oh, it's absolutely and true. manga doesn't want it because they'll copyright strike any video that shows more than one panel of their work and i'm happy to oblige them no that said we have talked a little like we've done like gbus and i've done a little bit for, yeah jinji ito, ito sailor not, moon not, again not that jinji ito or sailor moon necessarily need the help but like with ito i'm always they happy mean to, something to you they and mean that's something why. to me i do have quite a connection to them um and i do love horror stuff and i always want to share the love because like ito for a lot of people they know the name but maybe they haven't read too much of the work and like they only think of his uzumaki right and they, there's so much more to him not that that's not one of his like you know greatest stories but there's so many other tales out there and i love to spread that where it's just like hey if you like that like you should go check out his other stuff or if you don't like that you look for a different type of horror trust me he probably has it right exactly 
Uh, the derpiest of derps. Anytime Ghost Riders is different, time periods are mentioned. I always think about how there had never been a Ghost Rider that drives a train. Well, if you I, like that, you should check out the Vindicators episode of uh, Rick, Rick and Morty with Ghost Train. Right, but I do feel like that would be difficult. Yes. Because you need the... You, <laughs> you need more than one guy. Well, you need to be able to get places. Yeah, he's on a track. Yeah. If it was on a train. I mean, unless, oh, unless once he took the helm of the train, tracks, like, were built underneath it. Made of bones. Yeah, and, like, in their wake, they just left, like, uh, fire, fire trails. Yeah. 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 Uh, BK Saguga says, uh, do you guys sell merch? Sometimes, yeah, especially at the con. Like, at ZapCon, we're going to be selling merch, so, uh, you know, you can come there. We we don't have an online store, but we do have uh, it's one merchandise. It's things we thought about, but, like, we're trying to figure out, like, the, like, cost, like, sink fallacy or whatever it is for us to mm-hmm. like to do that to open it up and like we want to sell a, like if we were to do that we want a good product and i don't know yeah it's just a lot i think we need to do that but uh it's just something we haven't had a chance to yeah, do that, but we do that's... have like we have stickers and posters and you know we used to sell shirts but the company sucked so you know we're, we're moving on to other things we'll see what happens yeah uh i read uh love everlasting about a year ago uh but now it's out in comic form so you can check that out at your local comic store thanks to image comics it is of course written by tom Car- tom king with art by uh elsa chatier uh, I don't know how to say her name uh, outside of it being in French. Chatier. Chatier. This is Tom King's uh, love letter to the earliest kind of Marvel comics, which were romance comics. Mm. You know, like, I love Tommy, but Billy's here. What do I do? You know, it's that kind of thing. And it's written very much in that style. And then around like the two thirds to like the last two pages mark mm-hmm. the book takes a turn mm-hmm. and that's all i'm going to say about it is you should read love read the first issue and see if it's right for you it is it, it, this was one of those things where i'm like ah a tom king book i can finally skip fantastic and i read it because uh it was free and uh i did and i was like oh, that's really good and uh Char- Sh- elsa's work is really good mm-hmm. it's very darwin cook inspired or at the very least it, it reminds me very yeah. much of that or uh uh you know because you know, like just i think it's just the cover i don't know for some reason it reminds me of tintin yeah yeah oh well it, yeah it does feel like a european <laughs> well it feels like a european comic which is fair uh and uh yeah and there's even a reference to a character named sal at the end i don't remember if it's at the end of this issue or the next issue but uh i like to think that he did that on purpose uh he didn't remember doing it but when i mentioned it he was like oh yeah that's you and i'm like you're a liar uh but uh yeah you should check it out anyway well, regardless no of what, more than likely it wasn't maybe it wasn't you but right, he, has, was... he had your name in the back of his head because he's talked to you a couple of times that's so, true like it could have just been like he he's like... not a character unfortunately he's only like a throwaway thing but, right, it's still... but like still like it was just one of those things where again it probably wasn't just like he was like i'm gonna do this for sal no. but he's like i need a name um sal there yeah, we go that's Got a name it. yeah 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 it's literally just i need a name that's gonna that's never gonna come up again mm-hmm. that one uh, but yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah, but like honestly, the book is uh, it was it was such a f- interesting turn. I was like, all right, I got to know where this goes. Okay, and it's not going to be an ongoing. So right, right, right. That's fine. Uh, Girk Pectus, do you think Namor and Wakanda forever will murder thousands of innocent people? Like in the comics, in my opinion, he won't feel like a threat otherwise. No, I don't think he's going to do that. But uh, that's because they want to sell his action figure and uh, probably make a movie out of them. So I would expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you uh, what do you want to talk about next? Axe. Axe. <laughs> Judgment Day, number two. Kieran Gillen, Valerio Schiti. This is the second issue of another Marvel Comics event you're probably not reading. Uh, It includes the 
And yeah, right? Like the same as Dark Crisis. It's I get it. Both books are asking a lot and yep. they're both steeped in continuity and yep. they're dealing with multiple different universes and, and, and worlds of books. Yep. And and yeah. Yeah. So it's like that's why like, you know what? Like I want to make sure that like you know, I keep reading Dark Crisis because I, I'm like, I'm not a big fan of it. I feel like I have event fatigue and yet I'm willing to read this. So I'm like, yep. you know what? Like, I I totally get if people aren't reading this right now. If you're just like, I'm so tired of events. I completely get it. Yeah. This one I am absolutely loving, like yeah. to its core. Right. Um, And I think it's just because like how much it feels like there's a captain at the helm yeah absolutely that, no like, there's a direction there's a there, there, yeah there's a purpose to this book i yeah. should say really quick before, yes. because i want you to take point on this no no we, i think we can ping pong this one but uh, uh if you are planning on skipping this series yeah but picking it up in trade yeah contact your local comic book store and tell them you'd like to pre-order yes axe judgment day as either a trade or a hardcover yeah. like pre-order your trade through your local comic book store if you are inclined to do so mm -hmm. and that will still send a message to the publisher that you want more of this yeah because like I, I i i hear it so much people being like oh i skipped that event and i loved it afterwards and i'm like it's if you had told them that you were at least going to buy the trade yeah that would have helped Gillen get more work. Right. And that's really what it is. It's like, I, I don't want to be like Marvel do more events. What I want is like, like strong storytelling like this, yeah. because that's really at the core is what I think is attracting me to this. Again, I feel so badly because I'm not, I, I'm trying not to say that like Josh Williamson isn't a strong storyteller because he's I a great storyteller, is, but like, it just feels like with this, like it is like, taking a whole bunch of things that are currently going on in Marvel. Right. And then like pulling them together with the support of the people who are working on those other things. Yeah. You know, like Gillen had been writing the Eternals, right. Gillen had been brought in to write X-Men. Now he wasn't really dealing with Avengers, but he must be working with Aaron a little bit there to, to, you know, at least have some kind of synergy, to together. have some sort of synergy going on. We've seen him with some of the X writers, like working together. He's like, Hey, I, I need to do this. Can you, do you want to have your book pull into this? And, exactly. And, We've seen them run with it and play with it. Yeah. It just honestly feels so cohesive. Um, and it's so funny because I know for a lot of people, you immediately see like the AXE, right? Like, you know, it's Avengers, X, like, you know, X-Men, Eternals. Like, yeah. They're all fighting. And it's like, yes, there is that element here. But more, there is an element of like camaraderie yeah. and like brothership of like, listen, we do have a threat, right? But mm -hmm. it's like, and it is a specific, it's the Eternals, right? But it's not like the Eternals, you know. Yeah. By name, yeah. like if you could name an eternal, you probably could name Cersei and and Icarus and Icarus. Those are probably the ones you got, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like they're not the bad guys. They're no. trying to figure out how to stop the bad guys. Who is a tip? Like we've Druid we're Eternals, is, yeah. But like Druid has been on that side of the fence yes. before, right? And like so that totally makes sense. Um, we have a narrator, and like I got to tell you, Kieran Gillen loves to use the omniscient narrator. Yes, typically in the past, it's been the world machine in eternals in this it is the god they're creating i thought it was going to be the world machine right but yeah but, no it's the god they build yeah yeah um and uh i gotta tell you like it's great and it's helpful um mm -hmm. and i i like that narrative device quite a bit um but you know we we hear through that that honestly like that destiny and the narrator believe that like the at the end of the day the x-men will stand alone to face this yes so even, regardless of the like cooperation yep with the avengers and so forth yeah i gotta tell you like this issue was excellent yep 
um the last issue you know like we set things up we really do get right into the action this one we are in the middle of the action still mm-hmm. um it does pick up from some of the other books that came out but you didn't i was like you don't have to read those mm-hmm. i read those to just follow along with this if you're just reading the main title so far not a problem yeah right do you miss a little bit of like why exodus is so like you know like fire so yeah. yeah yeah but like he's also exodus so you're kind of like yeah i get it that's exodus <laughs> When was the last time I even knew who that was? Yeah, I also, listen, it's Kieran Gill and we're dealing with God. So, like, let's put Exodus at the forefront of this. Yeah. Let's make sure that Kurt's involved. Yeah, 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 of course. We're dealing with gods and uh, fundies and, and, and why religion not? religion and, like, I'm like, yeah, of course. Um, You know, like, Druig has released Uranus up onto Arako Mars in the last issue. So, we we dealt with that. Yep. But we still had to deal with the Hex Eternals. These huge, like, you know, Godzilla-sized... um like eternals right mm-hmm. that like seemingly have no thought they seem right. like machines they just destroy kind. Yeah. and they are just there to like lay waste to krakoa you know every mutant that can is is going at it yep. and i love the moment the avengers show up it is so earned yeah it feels so heroic yep and yeah. like even and, the- and supportive you know cap's like how can we help yeah because that's cap and the rest of the x are like boo you suck no, they're all pretty good except for the only one who says it's exodus. It is exodus it's just like we don't need the pretender get and out then, of here yeah magic's like if they're offering to help us take it yeah but no then and cap gives cyclops a hard time which is of course classic uh he gives him a little hard time cyclops get up after everything we've been through you're still you're still lying how to could us. you lie to us and he's like after everything we've been through how could we not yeah and cap's like okay shut the fuck up scott I, yes and no. I, I kind of felt like they both were like. Last time I saw you, you were a Phoenix and you murdered Professor X. So you know what do you want from me? I think that they both had a moment of like fair. Fair, okay. Right. We're, we're at square one again. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. Let's let's put on our big boy pants and mm-hmm. uh, you know. Who the hell is Xavier? Right. I think he's he was in. He's in the panic room. No, he's in. He was in the um in in, in the circle. Like okay. They were there. Oh, I didn't see him. No, we don't see them. It was it was in a tie-in. Right. Or oh. not tie-in. It was in one of the other books. He's there because that's where they got. Tie-in. <laughs> they got uh they got psychically attacked remember? right yeah i remember that so i'm now. gonna i'm gonna guess though that they have taken certain members away yes okay so um, they you know they're laying waste to krakoa and the yeah. teams team up and they fight these guys and they put them you know like they they force them back or at least one of them back and they take one down and then it becomes like a problem where like there's because of the destruction of one of these eternal thingies uh, the hex eternals. The hex eternals. Yeah. Like it's causing flooding and well, because it was huge. It, they fought it. And like I love that like Namor's involved, of course. This is like Namor. Hey, look, Namor's on Krakoa. Um, but like Namor's a part of it, and Namor's being Namor. And yep. like they do they take it down, but it does like we, they take it down in the ocean. Yeah. And so it causes quite a, a bit of seismic. Activity. So they send the Avengers to like protect those who yeah. were gonna be affected Which, by the devastation. Honestly, the Avengers were jumping in, but like Cyclops like how you can help the most cap is to make it cap. so we don't have to deal with that well also like to like help they, he helps to like get the, the mutants who can't fight yeah to safety yes and like caps like can i can do that right for that, sure. no problem so they do yeah, yeah and then they go away yeah well they had to and like exit is like do you see look like, at how they like, run away and like, Curtis, like dude yeah what's wrong with you dude, but then not- but then destiny chimes in and she's like that's well that's uh, that's us to a t isn't it world is alone and we will always be alone. I think what she's saying there is like they're not gonna they're not gonna come back. Right, they're not coming back. Like to this. this is a, this is an us problem, right? right. Now. Yeah, um, that's but true. like you know, how do they solve the problem? By the way, of fighting with the hexes, like Exus dives into them essentially after they weaken it, and he explodes himself with like mm-hmm. psychic energy. 
and he's brought back. And I love that because again, this is Gillen's writing style and his skill where it's like, you have the duality of like Krakoa who can come back and have this resurrection state. And you have, of course, the Eternals who have always been able to do that. Mm -hmm. But in the Eternal series, it was revealed that when an Eternal um, is resurrected, resurrected, uh, a person dies. A random person dies. Which of course was fun because you open the book introducing what a six different random human beings. And I'm like, oh, yeah yeah and one of them does go down and i'm like i thought they were all gonna go down i, thought so. I think for they the, all the hex, i think they're all going to eventually. yeah i think you're right um what i did love though was like using those individuals to like give different like perspectives mental, on humanity yeah and like mental states because like of what will happen at the end of this which of course is they do in fact create a god yeah um tony's involved with that yep well which, because they they resurrect the the, the eternal yeah. or the celestial that they've been living in Our, Irish M. Irish M. I'm like, M. Which I think is the same one from uh, the movie. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they're going to resurrect that thing and get it out of here. But they're going to change it a little they, bit. Well, like, they want to change it to, like, sk- stack the deck in their favor. Yeah, they're, like, trying to change it so that it has, like, a bit more of a, like, Humanity. a, human, a human soul. Yeah, so that it, like, it feels bad for us when it makes its judgment. Yeah. Because they're like, well, what we need is the, the Eternals, they listen to Celestials. So if we resurrect a Celestial and then influence it to, predis- to be predisposed to like us, yeah. then it'll tell them to go away and they'll knock it off because yeah. like it's like God giving you a commandment. So they do and it does. And then yeah. it's like, but then a whole new ball of wax is uh, conjured as a result. Exactly. What I love about that sequence, though, is that, um, you know, you have um, Ajax and Makari who are going to like try to bring this God back in the first issue. And like Tony shows up. He's like, and hey. And like you said, like, I, I, I agree. I really like Kieran Gillen's Tony. Yeah. Like, he's a Tony that's like has all the quirks that you like from the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's very full of himself. Like, he, you know, he loves the ladies. Yeah. Um, but he's also like, you're bringing a God back, which like goes against everything I know about science. But like, if you're going to do that, I'm going to be involved with it. Yeah. Because of just that ego, that level of ego being like, if we're going to do this, yeah, you know, yeah, I have to be the one who did that. Totally. Because I have to like, like in this one, he was like, Reed's going to be so so pissed when yeah. he sees that I resurrected a God and he wasn't involved. Yeah. We keep Sinister there, which I love because I realized that like, why does Gillen bother to have Sinister there? It's to take him off the table so that he can't just, cause it's like, why does he just use Moira? Yeah. So like reset it. Exactly. And it's like, because he can't. Yeah. I'm like, again, that's Gillen thinking he's like, we're, we're playing checkers. He's playing chess mm-hmm. with this book. That's right. Um, you know, Tony's going to be the the nervous system for the god. Yep. Uh, so I'm like, I wonder how that's if that's going to come into play at it all. It should because he's got a damaged heart. If nothing else, it is so like Tony would be like, of course, yeah, right. No, I should. And like he, they make a reasoning for it. You know, he's he was the one that piloted the celestial, so like he still has a connection there. Yes. So they're going to do that. Um, we bring in some like past lore with the celestials being mm-hmm. here on Earth as like we go through collecting. They reference all these different like actual in canon Marvel stories mm-hmm. about celestials that like you know to factored into Marvel's history, which yep. is you know good. It's very Ewing of him. Exactly. Um, and then they bring it to life, and like it's doesn't go quite the way they're hoping. No, it, it tells the those things to go away, but then yeah. it's like okay, you guys suck, but. <laughs> It's different. It's not just like I've decided you're doing this. It's like you'll all. Do- it's it reminded me kind of of the uh, of the Justice League run where it was like choose hope or doom. Yeah, choose justice or doom, and then you know, it, and then it's. We're not Snyder. choosing anything. No, we are. We're choosing whether we we deserve it or not. No, humanity he, decides. He's judging based on. It the why read on it was that like he's going to judge every one of us because like at the beginning it's yeah like every the, human the celestial says like every person matters yes like you got to be cool to each other everyone mm-hmm. matters and like at the end it's like 
see everyone matters because I'm going to judge every single person. And if like there are more of you that are jerks, right. then you're over. This whole thing's over. Yeah. I thought it was like, uh, like you'll all, you're, you're basically making the decision. Like, do you deserve, do you, you think you deserve salvation no, you're or not? Doing, you're making the decision only by if you're a, like a jerk. If you're a monster or not. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Either way, I'd like it. I was like, I'm like, okay, that's, that's neat. And like, so obviously that's where some of these tie-ins are going to come in, which is like makes perfect tie-in fodder. Oh yeah, totally. You can read it or you can not. It's just, if you want to. Yep. Yeah. That was a big splash. I'm assuming that all these different characters will be like highlighted in those stories and Mm -hmm. that'd be fun. So that's cool. So like, I, I'm really digging on this quite a bit. Um, I, I also love like the fact that like, it's, you know, we're dealing with gods and like, you know, there's always like the hubris of man. Like, mm-hmm. and so like, we're definitely seeing that, but it's across the board. It's man, it's mutant. It's, it's yeah, no, it's every, it's every sentient. Being. And the fact that like sinister was a part of it. Tony was a part of it. And two, like yeah. all three of them, like all three sides brought this God to life. Exactly. So now it's a representation of every, like, yeah. you know, except for the inhumans. I don't think they don't, they, they're them. not even here. Yeah. They even, <laughs> they're dead. Right. Donny Cates killed them. But yeah, so I recommend it. I think check out judgment day and it's only issue two. So check out issue one. And of course, if you want to know what the hell's going on with the Eternals, you should run back and pick yeah. up the Gillen run on Eternals, which includes not just the eternal series, but also a little series that had like a subheading. I think it was like, there's Eternals a couple of them. Yeah. And like one of them, he didn't write. Yeah. Um, but there is one that he wrote that like is about Thanos talking to Uranus. And I can't recommend that one enough. It's yeah. just so excellent. It'll also help you understand who the hell Uranus is, because of course he's going to be the big bad devil fight at the end of the book because like there's no I'm way it's not going to be sure that's what's going to happen right you is going to kill this god he's going to kill everybody it's gonna be awesome we'll see yeah. i don't know I, I i'm looking forward to like what what happens with that character yeah it like he feels like a bit of like like a smoking gun yeah no he's a check Chekhov's gun, gun. He's, yeah yeah but he's he's both actually <laughs> but yeah uh so check out judgment day if you haven't already yeah uh, and 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 go back um let's go back let's, let's go, go back. back uh a couple other things i wanted to mention sure um Ah, uh, Ray Farr says, uh, I'm ashamed to admit it, but that train idea is so cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. Wait, did we read the one about that? Yeah, we did. But Namor? Yeah, yeah. we did that already. Oh, sorry. Uh, Brady White, hey, friends, just started reading The Doll's House on Sand- in Sandman. The book is a- the book, and it is amazing. Yes. I also watched Predator for the first time. It was fantastic. Hooray. I'm yeah, glad the- you enjoyed both those things. Listen, You're a man of culture. Um, Neil Gaiman will go to say, like, yeah, everybody loves The Doll's House, but his favorite is, I think, Dream Country. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Dream Country. It's um, Season of the Mist. No, yeah. A Game of You. There you go. He loves A Game of You. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, several volumes later. Yeah. Um, I-, I think Doll's House is one of the best personally yeah, i know it's just, it's just so tight it's like a it's just a like a fantastic dark book yeah you seem really interested in the doll's house maybe you should do a back issues on it sometime. oh maybe i should oh it's like if you liked i i don't it's not necessarily the same but like if you liked the general vibe of the diner like issue it's like a whole issue or you're, gonna, you're gonna love the doll's house but yeah um and if you like predator you should watch predator predator 2 predators and uh prey, prey. and then you're good you're, you're okay you're good uh, Cat Lawyer Will Defend for Treats was lukewarm on Netflix Sandman, but three of my friends picked up volume one. My older sister loved it too. She picked up the Sandman novel and she loved Death. Yeah, Death Yay. is Death is a beloved character. But if she loves it and if she doesn't have it, which you could if you need a gift for her, you could you should grab um uh, Death the High Cost of Living. Exactly. Mike Manhattan, uh to any thoughts on Monstrous from Marjorie Lou? Yeah, it's a beautiful series. I know. I know you love it. <laughs> You've met both creators. You have her cat bag. Yes, I do have her cat bag. Uh, Girk Peck does. I like Sandman, but it felt a little less impactful without the DC history. No Justice League or Arkham or Dr. Destiny. No Swamp Thing or the Crow's backstory. Yeah. In the show. Yeah, no, in the show. No, I, I totally, totally get where you're coming from there. Um, 
for for people who know that it does like some some of people really just embrace it as like what it is that it's new some of salmon us, is so separate anyway it's like it isn't it isn't like i do miss that yeah quite a bit like there are definitely some things in there where like i'm just like it does there's like some hollowness mm-hmm. but like there's still other meaning yeah for sure but like i completely understand that yeah uh joe Fayrent or Fayent says met ed brisson at my local comic store three weeks ago got some comic sign nice guy enjoyed predator one and his new series there's something wrong with patrick todd uh good to know man uh i've heard good things about ed brisson as far as him being like a, a, a nice guy um, and i've liked his work before uh, Ro- uh ron Caterasano, you guys convinced me to buy volume one of the sandman omnibus before watching the show same with supergirl woman of tomorrow keep it up yay excellent yeah. and if you haven't already you should check out uh supergirl supergirl woman of tomorrow mm-hmm. and uh daniel warren johnson's beta ray bill yeah. uh dex baker thanks so much for the super sticker that's awesome um We'll see that in just a second. Tony, pull, pull that up. But in the meantime, Frank says, really love the first issue and tie-ins to Axe. Was excited about X-Men retaliating, but not too thrilled about the shift to fighting a giant celestial. Hope it stays focused on X-Men versus Eternals. I don't know how much they're going to I shift think it's gonna be to, that. to that necessarily. <laughs> yeah, let's work out. Come on, pair. <laughs> no, it's a mic drop. Oh, I thought he was lifting things because he got hey, that yeah. headband. Nice. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... uh so uh, I read Deceased War of the Undead Gods, number one from Tom Taylor and Trevor Harrison. This is regard like despite the like, okay, so this looks like a kind of tie in. It looks like that, uh, like um, the other Deceased books, like World Without End or yeah. At World's End uh, and the other one about the about the side characters and Deathstroke and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not. This is, De- this is Deceased 4. This is the continuation of Deceased. Like, the what? third one ended Deceased. This is the next Deceased. Wow, this, like, quietly just was like, hey, we're here. Yeah, I don't understand what the hell the problem is. This is literally the next friggin' thing in Deceased. This is, I believe, the end of Deceased, by the way. Eight-issue miniseries that's going to wrap up the Deceased universe. Uh, in it, we, uh, we have the new Justice League post- uh, the fallout of the third volume, which I don't want to spoil if you haven't already read Deceased 3. It's mm. really important that you know how it ends to set this up. But um, the Justice League uh, has two planets that they have to protect, one of which is, of course, under threat of Superman, uh, who is a, who is a, a anti-life monster draining the sun's energies. They have to deal with that. They have to figure out what to do. Uh, there's issues with New Genesis. Uh, there's a real, there's a new origin for Supergirl in this reality, oh. uh, and uh, and and it's it's nuts. So you should definitely check it out, uh, especially if you like Deceased. If you if you love Deceased, you're gonna love this because it's just more more of the same, and it's not like a tie-in. This is literally a sequel to Deceased. So if mm. you want Deceased Four, this is it. That's the next one, wow. and it's the last one. And I think it's going to be like deceased versus the new gods. I think it's just a big old new gods war against the DC universe. So mm-hmm. if it's deceased, oh, sorry, I, I thought it was deceased three. I thought, uh, I thought that or, or there had already been a third one, but apparently there were two. My bad. Either way, fuck it. Who cares? You it's, just you you want maybe you're from the future. Yeah, and there's and were, secretly a fourth one. You're just trying to cover it up. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it, but it's good and it's it's cool. Uh, so so check that out as well. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number seven came out from Zeb Wells and John Amity Jr. I talked a little bit about this on our crappy TikTok. If you haven't already followed me, it's a uh, comic Papa with two P's. Uh, not that it matters because TikTok's a terrible company and uh, so whatever. But uh, so this is, you know, continuing the Zeb Wells run. I, I will tell you this about John Amity Jr. You know, because everybody, you know, upset about like how Ramita Jr.'s on the book. I'm sure Marvel was like triumphantly like John Ramita Jr.'s back. He's doing good work. 
you know, he's do, he's doing good work. It looks like a Spider-Man book. It reminds me of John Media on Spider-Man. Yeah, but that's but to be fair, I think that his style is very divisive. It is very you divisive. I mean? No, so absolutely, like, I, but and it always has been. Yeah, but I, so like it's pretty much the status quo if people are like complaining about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think people were less vocal back in the day. But like well, listen, less opportunity. That's very true. The last time that um the last time that we saw Ramita on Spider-Man was probably like New Ways to Die or whatever. Like it's been a long, it's been like 10 years since he's regularly drawn Spider-Man. And, and so, it, it, you know, he's getting older. It's getting, he's of course an artist. So he's redefining his style. And so it's like, look, it's going to look like John Ramita. It's going to look like his book. Yeah. And I think the character, I think Ramita knows this, these characters enough to be able to portray them in a way that is consistent with the style that you're familiar with, you know? And if you don't like it, that then you're not going to like it. If you never liked it, you're not going to like it now, Yeah. but it's been 20 years since like the, he, since the Straczynski run. And it's mm. like, it, it's going to be a little sloppier. It's not nearly as sloppy or as uh, divisive as the Superman run. That book looked bad. Like I, I will just say, I didn't like the look. Mm -hmm. This book looks like Spider-Man, Yeah. you know, and that's your decision if you like that or not. Um, but yeah, and this issue, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting more into the, like, nitty-gritty of Spider-Man's life. We're moving on from the Tombstone stuff and getting into the Norman Osborn stuff. Um, you know, Spider-Man uh, is encouraged to go to basically, like, an informal job interview with Osborn. Osborn, of course, was shot by a uh, spiritual shotgun from a resurrected Sin Eater who took away his sins, so now he's a good guy. Yes. And uh, that's not stupid or complicated. But uh, so he he's he's there. Uh, Mary Jane is also there. Uh, Norman Osborn encouraged her to come there. And uh, he had hoped that maybe there would be like some kind of sparks. But if she brought her boyfriend, who's also the father of her children or whatever, uh, which hasn't come up yet. Why? Who? How? Doesn't matter. Um, but we are getting um, we, we got a name for the uh, the boyfriend. So it's uh, Peter, Paul and Mary Jane. Ha ha ha. Like the band Peter, Paul, and Mary or, uh, you know. The, or the biblical references. Uh, so Paul is the is the boyfriend who doesn't like Peter. Um, they shake hands, and it alludes to a like complicated and poorly executed flashback sequence that looks like it, what I th my my brain thought it was one of those like fake outs where it you see what the character wants to do. You know, it's a scene where Peter and Paul shake hands. And then the next panel, Paul is punching Peter in the exact same configuration that he, Mary Jane, and Peter are in. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, okay. So Paul's like pissed at Peter and he wants to punch him. But then you realize like after you read it again that they're wearing different clothing. And so it's a flashback to when Paul punched Peter, but it's in the exact same configuration as when they is the previous panel. Oh. So you're like, oh, that's not very well executed. Damn. But like, there's no editors at either of the big two, so it doesn't really matter, mm -hmm. and no one would ever caught like would have ever caught it. Uh, and I think part of the reason why, like, you'll see like classic, you know, or older writers and artists on books lately is because I think that's their way of being like, you don't need to be edited nearly as hard. You can just go do it, <laughs> and we'll just trust you to do it. But uh, Spider-Man's pissed at P at Norman because he like set up this little like awkward moment, but. Norman like genuinely thought it would be a sweet moment between the two of them. He's trying to encourage him to wear the goblin version of Peter's costume that Norman made for him that has been in uh, variant covers and promotional materials. People are seeing this like Spider-Man like rides a goblin glider and he's got like complicated bullshit all over him. It's alluded to on the cover of this very issue in which like Spider-Man's mask is a helmet. It's got green glowing eyes and stuff like he's going to wear this costume. But Peter's like, 
wait a minute. Why am I being buddy-buddy with you anyway? Like, you know what you did. Get away from me. And, you know, you're not absolved of your crimes. It, it's it, Peter gives Norman a hard time, but because Peter has been written as an asshole since issue one, it's really hard to, like, get excited about the sequence where it's like, you murdered my girlfriend in front of me. And you think that, like, I, sh I would work for you. Right. But that's not what is said. What is said is that, like, Peter is short with people. You're supposed, I think, to like be annoyed at Peter or disappointed in him for like not being charitable. Oh, um, you know, but it's, but it's hard because that's what this book is. It's like, it's, it's kind of like weirdly, you know, it's weirdly you know, unbalanced. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, the book is well-written and, uh, and, and it's got art that you either like or don't. And there's no in between, right. but uh, you know, what really it illustrated for me and it, you know, this is one, this is my dark crisis, mo like, you know, argument, but like yeah. where um, Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man will never be good again. And I don't mean like they're never going to bring back the marriage. And so I'm sad. No, amazing Spider-Man will never be like a critically acclaimed book because Marvel is too focused on making it work. Like, You'll you, people talk about like daredevil runs and okay. how great they are and yeah. how like celebrated they are like and they're divisive in their own right. It's like Anne Nascenti wrote like this crazy run on Daredevil and it's like and Ramita drew it and it's like if you love it, you love it and if you don't, you hate it. Mm -hmm. You know the Zdarsky's Shadow run like it's good. It's some good shit. The Miller Mazzucchelli run is one of the best comics of all time. Yeah, you're never gonna get a great run like that on spider-man because spider-man is supposed to be the batman in publishing terms for marvel right spider-man should be the book that keeps marvel afloat spider-man should be the number one selling marvel book every month right but it isn't right and it can't be because no one is allowed to be creative enough to take it in another direction the last time we did you know like i think it gave marvel cold feet Marvel yanked the rug out from under Spencer, Dan Slott, his run ended in a kind of like bombastic way, but I feel like they were encouraging him to stop right. because it was 10 years of Dan Slott writing Spider-Man. And every time that he would take Spider-Man into a new status quo, he would always reset it. Yeah. You know, so the readers were always like, why would I get invested? You're just going to reset it. Yeah. And now we're in an era where editorial, if there is such a thing at Marvel is so hyper-focused on making sure that Spider-Man, that we don't have like a almost nuclear, you know, fallout from the Spencer run, you mm -hmm. know, because Spencer almost undid one more day. We can't ever let that happen again. We got to make sure all hands are on deck focusing on this thing. And uncreative people are like focusing on this book that is art, mm -hmm. you know, and they're shepherding this book at a, on a constant basis. And so as a result, like no creativity can ever take place under a microscope or under six microscopes. Right. And especially if it is like, you're supposed to be the highest performing book of ours. You're supposed to be a pleaser. You're supposed to be, you know, this thing, especially when like, you know, that editors in chief and, you know, publishers have their own opinion about one of the most like recognizable superheroes and, ca and characters in all of fiction. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you'll have a run that's celebrated or people enjoy, or even is divisive like Straczynski's run. And, Casada comes in and he's like, I have a different opinion about who Spider-Man is. So I'm going to push that. Yeah. You know, so you've got people who are, who have a vested interest in making sure Spider-Man 
works yeah. and makes money and keeps the company afloat, but also they like secretly want to make him this and that and the other thing. Like, you know, yeah, we got to make sure this is uh, this is getting us into the black, but also, you know, let me get this in here. Let me get that in there. Let me put this in there. Also, they're in a weird position where they're like, he can never be married, but we can also never let Mary Jane go away because Mary Jane is a beloved character that sells books. Yeah. Yeah. So like, she will always be like just this this she'll be like Nora Freeze just sitting under glass. That's like character wise. Yeah. She'll be floating there. And Spider-Man will always be just looking at her and touching the glass, being like, I can never be with you again. Because they'll never let it happen. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man's just the, uh, Spider-Man what if books, Spider-Man side books, Spider-Man original graphic novels. Yeah. That'll be where you get like genuine creativity with the character. But like Amazing Spider-Man will never be a good book again. Right. And it, it's so funny because it's like somehow with Batman, like there have been some pretty creatively bankrupt series. There have been some obvious cash grab series, but like in the mix of that, there have been some really great series. Yes. And there's just something about that character that allows for that. Spider-Man's where, just, or Batman's just where, too big. Right. Where you can like create a story that feels like it's definitely the writer's vision without it feeling like it's editorially driven right and it just feels like now like spider-man is only like designed by committee yes in a way where it's like not about someone's idea like seen to the finish line it's more like hey we need to do like these are the things that have to happen it's like it's like creating like sonic the hedgehog yeah you know what i mean yeah just just, a whole bunch of people all getting their input in and all making sure that this thing this this mascot works Mm -hmm. because that's what spider-man is Mm -hmm. he's a mascot yeah. You know, Disney doesn't make Mickey cartoons without like 17 lawyers all deciding what he did in that cartoon. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't make Mickey cartoons anymore, you know, because it's too big. It's they too... did. They did for a little bit. They made I know they, d- they did those new ones. Yeah. But I'm, I'll bet it was a bitch and a half to make. Maybe. But uh, yeah, no, I, that's the thing is I was thinking about that. I was like complaining about this run while also looking at like that Zadarsky Batman run and how, or that, uh, that, that, uh, Ram V detective book. Mm-hmm. Those are the flagship Batman books. And they're both tonally consistent with the creators and going in a direction that like, if Marvel was in charge of that character, would be like, Whoa, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. We, we, we got to make sure you don't, you, you might, you might irrevocably break the character. And it's like, Batman and Spider-Man are two characters you can't irrevocably break. Like you broke Spider-Man by making him less special by putting him against a million other Spider-Men. Right. They're all the same fucking character forever. You've, you've, you've diminished him forever. And there's an Oscar. The only Oscar winning Spider-Man movie of all time is about that. Yeah. So he's inexorably connected to being less special because he's around other characters that are just like him. Like well, maybe what so they, so he's ruined already. You might as well just have him do whatever. Well, maybe what they need to do now is like maybe maybe it's time to like let Peter go to the smaller book. Yeah, where you can tell stories like Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil, mm-hmm. and let Miles come into the main book. Yeah, they're really afraid of that. And be like, here, they're really afraid of that. Oh, like I've, you could tell because Miles is just like a book that I've I haven't read in a long time. Right. But like you know, like that way, like Peter can go and do whatever the whatever hell. the hell some like really like hungry creator who wants to sell the book the problem is though daredevil by zadarsky and chichetto would suck if it was really big yeah. because then no, marvel go oh, oh, oh this is too big now we gotta make sure you don't fuck it up and then in turn fuck it up yeah 
comic books. Silver Cricket, my personal opinion <laughs> of the Remina art for Spider-Man is it feels like spectacular Spider-Man art and not amazing Spider-Man art. Amazing Spider-Man hasn't had great artists on it consistently in decades. They've had great artists work on it, but not in a consistent manner. Mm-hmm. Like they, the most consistent one is Bagley, who yeah. drew Spider-Man 30 years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Dunk Pacino says, "Holy, uh, totally unrelated, but if you could get Hickman to do one DC series on any character team, which would it be? Um, I mean, the New Gods. <laughs> or the Green Lantern Corps. It's pretty good, too. Right? I mean, they went Justice League Dark, but that's just so obvious. Challenges of the Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> he would love that. Just because of his fantastic horror. Uh, do you have any others, or? Maybe JSA. Yeah. Yeah. I know Rob from Comics Explains really wants him to do JSA. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to do JSA. No, I'm sure. I want no, I Rob was like, you should do JSA. He's like, I don't want to do JSA. That's fair. <laughs> no, I, I like Green Lantern. Like that's that's pretty good. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah. It's space. Yeah. I'll tell you something off mic that he told me personally. Okay. Uh, Ray Farr, in comic time, how long did Spider-Man wear the black suit? Didn't he wear the suit for like five years in real time? Also revived Sin Eater. Yeah, read the uh, Spencer run. Sin Eater came back to life and was like a ghost or some nonsense. Um, yeah, Spider-Man, I don't know how long. I would assume it's like a year. Maybe six months. Six months to a year is probably in like in comic book time. I would like it if, uh, it's not going to happen, but in Spider-Man, like in The Amazing Spider-Man right now, like you're dealing with Norman, right? Yeah. Like off, like not in front of Norman, but like in a side thing, one of the ghost riders show up <laughs> and they're talking to Peter and they're like, that's not real. Right. He's just pretending. Yeah. Or he does, or he thinks that it changed him. So therefore like it's in his head. Right. But it's not. But it's not. Yeah. Like that's gonna, that shoe is gonna drop. Oh, yeah. well, we know it's going to. I because know, Norman but I would Osborne. love for ghost rider to be like, yeah. what? What? That doesn't, that's not how that works. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. No, because you can't have Strange do it. Or I guess Cleo could do it. Like Cleo would be cool. Like, like Spidey shows up. He's like, oh, right. Oh, hey. Oh, Steve's Sp- dead. Steve's not back yet? Anyway, <sighs> she's like, and he's talking about whatever, and she's like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Why would you think that was a thing? Because I'm a fucking idiot. Don't you know anything? No. <laughs> No, I don't. I'm still wearing my underwear from when I was 15. Uh, potassium to the heart. Shout out to Vinyl Cracked, who finished his bachelor's degrees in biology today. More time for comics. Yay! Good for him. Congratulations. Awesome. I love Potassium to the heart and Vinyl Cracked. They are adorable. It's potassium and, to the heart. And congratulations. Yeah. To for, for finishing that. That's an incredible achievement. Totes my goats. Uh, Kirk Pectus, uh, have you read the BBS parody short CB Joker versus Bizarro? It's hilarious. Joker wants to kill Bizarro. If there's a 10% chance, he'll kill more innocent people. No, I've never heard of that. That's all I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is all I have. I have never heard of that. Dante Cook, uh, Sal, you were totally in my head when I saw and brought up, uh, uh, bought a trade paperback of Claw. A sad Conan-like barbarian with a claw for a hand. Lol. Any idea that needs to never see the light of day again? Uh, keep the lights on. Yeah, I've never heard of Claw. Well, I, I assume up. like it was a um, like you know you just you, when you find something you just you just grab it you read it. Yep. You know what I mean? Not quite an issue, but it was a trade. But right. Like, There's so random. many of those though. Yeah. I mean, that's why I read the uh, Star Trek uh, Planet of the Apes crossover. Yeah. Derpies to derps. Marvel likely never going to let Miles be the big Spider-Man book. They're too afraid of alienating some of their audience, even though Miles would bring in 
warmer people then would alienate well, plus like miles stars in the one oscar winning spider-man movie well, it's- and like they're alienating people by writing by making a crappy spider-man well book. i was gonna say what 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 they would need to do is like they've run out of good faith i think for this character for a lot of people and so like what they would need to do is prove that if peter went over to this other book that mm-hmm. was like maybe smaller yeah that like peter could do more things that they feel like the character should be doing yeah it's in the spirit of them and let miles just take that book it's like no 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 you still get that right but like we need to keep the amazing spider-man brand going and right now like you know this isn't working yeah. quite so well yeah uh hogshead uh have you guys read the lazarus series no i have seen it and know i know exactly what you're talking about even though immediately my brain put pit afterwards the lazarus i was like pit that series. is not what it is and i know exactly what you're talking exactly. about exactly <laughs> uh, let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that we let's think that you should buy do that naturally nightwing number 95 is coming out i'm going to check that out love the cover of course it's freaking clever redondo yeah. Uh, that's great. Hulk number eight is coming out. I think that Banner of War is over so we can get back into Hulk, although I see Gary Frank's art on the cover, so it's probably just more Banner of War. I got to go back and read it. I haven't read any of Banner of War, so I got to go back and read all of it, uh, especially in light of one of the upcoming Back Issues episodes that uh, we filmed. Uh, World's Finest number six, Batman Superman. Definitely, this is a great series. Uh, Dan Mora, Mark Wade, you should be reading this already. Uh, Daredevil number two is, uh, I believe, a 450th issue legacy book. So as, as a result, it's double sized. It says, I think it's six fifty. Uh, yeah, six fifty. There you go. Uh, but uh, check that out. Of course, Daredevil's a great book. We were just singing his prices just a minute ago. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it's a fantastic series, and uh, the book, uh, you know, is gorgeous looking and all of that. Uh, Batman One Bad Day, the Riddler number one is coming out from Mitch Jarrods and Tom King. Duh, I'm gonna check that out in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, the One Bad Day is an interesting concept, and I'm excited to see it executed in this. It's not going to be the pairing for the next one. They, they're doing one bad day prestige bound original stories wow. one shots it's That's like dc remember so what the hell they smart. were but all but if mr freeze catwoman interesting not black label y- yeah but it is like it's it's unrated oh okay, okay. uh and uh savage avengers number four is coming out with the reveal of who this Deathlock turned out to be yeah y- you know it's a lot of fun and uh, peppo's having a blast making this series and i have a feeling that if you haven't already you will as well so check that out as well timothy this one's gonna be this is just like i i like i get it because now we're in an event so we gotta like but like it feels like lately just because they had that screw up with like shipping and like whatever and printing things that like i've just been getting slammed some weeks with books and like next this this week is gonna be one of those x-men number 13 is coming out it's going to be tied into judgment day there's there's no way you can't like that's gonna happen um so if you're not into the mm. the Judgment Day event that's going on, I don't know how this is going to go for you, but um, <laughs> I would trust in the creative team for this. Yes. Um, New Mutants number 28 is coming out. I don't think that this is tied in. No banner, so to, I don't think Judgment so. Day. Well, because this, I believe, is taking place beforehand. Magic's in another place in this. She's clearly involved in the event, so yes. I don't think that this is part of that. So if you are reading New Mutants and you're not reading the event, definitely grab this Mm -hmm. um strange number five is coming out we're going to get the reveal of whose hand that is oh who's the dead guy or not because covers lie all the time they sure do um also uh axe death to the mutants number one uh this is this is just a book that is a straight up tie-in yeah i'm definitely gonna grab it yeah but there's just no way i'm not gonna grab Mm -hmm. it um i I think it's written by gillen 
it is. So <laughs> well, then I guess you got to read. It. Look at that rivet cover. I literally can't help myself. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm a simp. Yeah. Um, X Force no. number thirty is coming out. Um, also a Judgment Day like part of that whole thing going on there. Again, it makes sense. We're talking about like the police force of Krakoa mm-hmm. that isn't the Legionnaires, right? Um, I just want to give a shout out. I kind of fell off of this book after the first issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but X Men ninety two House of um ninety two yep is number four is coming out. So if you were reading that and were interested in like what the animated series would be like if they had Krakoa, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know maybe they'll do that. Yeah, in the other like in the actual new series coming up, right. the new animated series. Um, Avengers, I thought this was coming out. I, re- I thought this already came out. Yeah. But I guess it didn't. And I might check it out because I I can't help myself. Avengers, 1 million BC, number one. I would have assumed this is a thing already, but apparently not. Uh, it was in Marvel Legacy, number one. I think that was like the last, like that was like the introduction yeah, of I'm them. I'm like and... weirdly interested. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to read this, but I'm weirdly, weirdly interested in this. Yeah. So maybe. That is, that is weird. Maybe. I forgot, by the way, Do a Powerbomb number three comes out. If you haven't already picked it up, you should, because yeah. it's a fun series and it's uh, very different from what you're reading normally. There you go. Um, I, someone mentioned this. I again, I this is a book I've fallen off of. Um, but I'm probably gonna grab the first um volume when it comes out. But Bloodstained Teeth number five is coming out, so I'm just giving you a heads up for those who are a fan of that series. Um, all the way down, way here at the bottom, uh, is another X Men book, X Men Unlimited, X Men Green number one. Uh, again, we'll see if I'm able to get to this one, but it is written by Jerry, Jerry Duggan. Duggan, who's like the new whatever architect of the DC or the of the X Men universe. Yeah, interesting looking team here. Yeah. Very interesting looking team. Um, I'm not quite getting like hellions vibes but like same sort of like hey here's like a random grouping of people we'll we'll see what what Duggan can bring to the table uh with this group but like i said there's so much coming out this week that i'm not i'm not sure we're going to get to all of it no next uh next show right um but we will we'll definitely try i will definitely try to get as much in as i can but same there's some things that you mentioned i want to read too like it's just it's oh yeah it's a heavy week unfortunately it is it is Uh, fortunately for creative freak for creativity unfortunately for for your your wallet wallet. yes (laughs) uh what was it shin uh tokenada says uh sal don't care about shazam or jsa me sending both um oh (laughs) like okay Uh, i will say don't send me the power of shazam which was the uh jerry orway series i already own it so Check that out. Somebody asked also uh, if, like, uh, since, you know, they, they probably read Immortal Hulk already, if there are yeah. any other Hulk runs. I mean, you should read the Peter David run. There's, like, a ton of Peter David Hulk, but it's, like, he's the architect, you know? Also, the Greg Pak run is is not a bad place to, to continue with the Hulk as well. Um, so those are your Hulks. Mm. Um, and yeah, we want to just thank you so much for hanging out with us and supporting the channel, subscribing to the channel, giving uh, this video a like, going over to youtube.com slash comic pop and subscribing over there. Uh, we'd love to just press on. We'd love for this channel to hit at least 20, uh, 20 to 25,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Who knows? We will, but it'd be cool to get there. Uh, we want to especially thank our super chatters for sponsoring today's show. Yeah. And of course, uh, if you haven't already, uh, you know, check out all the other links in the description and check out what we have here. And uh, visit Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic pop and see what she is up to on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode of Off the Rack. And of course, more coming out. We've got a GBU shot. We've got our Comic-Con at ZapCon and Wayne on September 10th. And uh, uh, of course, back issues on Wednesdays and all the little like shorts and whatnot that are coming out uh, interspersed throughout the week. That's right. We'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye. Bye.